Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is week six, episode six of the Big Show podcast. That's uh, the original co-host tonight, no one else, Mr. Ryan Fournier, myself. Ryan, how are we? Oh, we're doing well, James. We're doing well. Looking forward to this uh, solo episode, if you will. Yeah, no, this is good. It's like a classic right now. Um, let's let's get Throw right back into it. I want I want your opinion because there have been I think about five trades this week, and I want your assessment and grades on each one of them. So, okay. lead so us. The first one was actually me and James, or me and Max, Joff, and a seventh, and three dollars for Kincaid. Um, I just think this is a deal that just makes sense for both of us. It's pretty. Like, it's not really a big deal in any stretch of the imagination. Um, But I needed a quarterback. Kyler's coming back, but he's probably not going to be back for at least two more weeks. And Gossman playing really well. So uh, I like what their offense looks like now with JMO back. They've kind of got all these different elements. So I think for Goff, it's probably the best situation um, just because he can throw it to anybody. And you've got Laporta, you've got JMO, you've got Amon Ra, you've got, you know, maybe Gibbs out of the backfield if they play him again. Um, Yeah. And then Montgomery is hurt. So, like, for the short term, I think there'll be a lot more throwing than, than once he's back. Well, Josh Reynolds is going to get some stuff <laughs> here and there, too. He's not bad. So He's fine for your third wide receiver, fourth fourth running, uh, fourth or fifth uh, target. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I think that one's pretty even. Max gets Kincaid, who has some upside. He doesn't look great, but it's it's still pretty early for, uh, for him and especially for tight ends. So, I think that uh, – you know, he's someone who could just, it's just a dart throw and he doesn't really have to pay anything for him. What about, I mean, Goff's schedule for the rest of the year, I think really favors him. He's got, yeah. pretty sure he's in a dome for the rest of the year. Well, he's got Baltimore this year. week, which is at Baltimore, yeah. but after that, it's home in LA, home, home in a dome at Chicago week 14 is, is the lone outlier, but it's also Chicago. So they blow. Yeah. Um, and then he's got Denver at home, Minnesota, in a dome and then Dallas on the road in a dome. So you're right. Isn't a dome a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just got one here. So like, I didn't even realize that cause I was also pushing for golf cause I needed a quarterback and you know, I tried to offer a couple of later round picks and Max was just like, I think I got to go with Kincaid. I was like, I'm not going to blame you. Do it. Um, cause Max needs keeper options. I'm still yeah. not sold on Kincaid, um, but it's early. Yeah, he's got a lot of time. Um, the next one up is Tim and Max, a 2025 fourth for Kareem Hunt. Andy said Max pants Tim. It's interesting because Andy has been a big supporter of Kareem Hunt until <laughs> he was signed by a team with a good situation. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, this is Jerome Ford backfield. Honestly. I think Jerome Ford's got like maybe one more week before Kareem Hunt takes over on snap share and and touches, but maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. It's certainly possible. I mean, they have a lot of. He's been there a long time. He's finally getting back into a game shape. Um, and you know, Jerome Ford has been fine, but he's also not been a lot of games. Not been anything special. Yeah, I mean, we might get into this later, but like. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? And like, are the Browns just going to ride PJ Walker all year? And is that going to be okay? 
It sounds like he returned to practice today, so I think I think he might even play this weekend. Okay, we'll have to see. I, it's what I've read is he's not. It's not a long term thing. Yeah. If he's not back this weekend, it'll probably be next weekend. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Max getting a fourth for a guy he picked up. Is, yeah, he picked him up, right? I mean, like that's great value. Yeah, good season management for someone who's planning for the future, and yeah, I, I it's, it's interesting. Um, Tim paid for Kareem Hunt and then uh, dropped a shit ton of money on Jeff Wilson. Has Rashad White, Kyron Williams, um, Miles Sanders. He has like so many guys that are in the same pool of yeah. like a shithole tier. <laughs> But well, well, honestly, the Kareem Hunt getting hurt really screws him because he was actually playing really, really well. Um, or not Kareem Hunt, sorry, Kieran Williams. Um, he was playing really, really well, and now, like, maybe he'll get the job back in five weeks when he's back, but it sounds like he's probably going to go on IR. No one really valued him a ton, anyways, but maybe he could have gotten something so. It's just a bad situation because it puts Tim in a worse spot right now, but also gives up a guy he could potentially trade to somebody for picks or whatever if, if he chose to go that route. I did not know that he was going to go on IR. I was. I don't think it's official yet, but I was reading that it seems like it sounds like it's going to be going to happen. Um, he's in some sort of like walking cast or boot. Some cast. It's not even a boot. It's like apparently like a cast. It doesn't sound yeah. like it's a great. Um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be super short term. Probably similar to Saquon's, like the three, four week line, at okay. least. So, I mean, like on the topic of Rams running backs, right? So, uh, Labar dropped some fab money on Evans. You picked up, you picked up Daryl Henderson, who the Rams just picked up. Did someone, isn't there another guy out there? Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. That's right. That's right. Are any of these guys going to be good? Are any of these guys going to get the bulk of the carries? Are any of these guys like, and why? I, why is it Daryl Henderson? I guess so. I, I just, like if you remember last year, like randomly, Daryl Henderson. Those be like Daryl Henderson is now the starter. And two years ago, it was like Daryl Henderson is now the starter. And like, yeah. I just don't see what you're bringing him back for if you're not going to play him. Like his familiarity with the system, they know he can at least pass protect. Like I can tell you one thing, it's going to be Royce Freeman maybe a little bit more this week or Daryl Henderson, it is not going to be Zach Evans. Yeah. I'm very convinced of that now. Uh, like right. McVay yesterday was like super non-committal about Evans. He needs work on this. He can't pass protect. So I don't think he's really going to see the field that much. I mean, he McVay's also the same guy who said like, this is Cam's team. This is Cam's chance. Yeah. And then yeah, like, yeah. not even before week one is like, yeah, we're not going to give the ball to Cam. Nah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it, exactly. You can't really trust what he says. And so if he came out over the weekend, it was going to be Zach Evans and everyone liked him coming out of school, but then he slipped to the sixth round. He's still supposedly good, but yeah, you can't pass protect and McVay doesn't want you to play, which clearly he hasn't. I think it's going to be Henderson or Freeman with maybe Henderson eventually taking over if it's not like if he's not like physically ready to this week. Makes sense. What, uh, what were the other trades? I know we probably got like Three more? Yeah, so the next one is – let's see here. I lost it. All right, so the next trade is uh, you and – no, wait, Max and Tim. No, we just did that one. We missed. I think we skipped. Me and Max? Yes. No, you and Pat was – wait, we skipped you and Max? Yeah. 
Yeah, we skipped yeah. you and Matt. Sorry. We missed it. Oh. We missed So 2026 fifth for Sam Howell and a dollar. Um <laughs> my take on this is a 2026 fifth isn't a lot, but Sam Howell might be less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll defend myself a little bit on that. Uh, yeah. Sam, Sam Howell has a game where he scored four points, and he is True. still actually four, two points. Two points, it even worse. There <laughs> you go, Sam. Uh, he That's quarterback. He was number thirty-two that week. <laughs> he was, and yet he is quarterback twelve in our league. And yeah, he's been top fourteen every week besides that, with two top ten finishes and one top five. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, my quarterback situation is kind of in shambles. I mean, C.J. Stroud started hot. I'm not super sold on him continuing to do that. Um, mm. I looked through the future weeks earlier today, and I was like, oh, Stroud is playing the Jets. That sucks. Maybe I'll play Howell that week. Oh, Howell's playing some defense. That's good. I don't remember. I'm like, fuck. i make another <laughs> trade for a quarterback. Anyway, um, but like, I didn't give up anything. It's like a fifth round pick yeah. in 2026, right? It's so, not a like, no, it's like, not a huge risk. Um, yeah, it's it, like I said, I just personally, I think Sam Howell is a waiver player, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, I'm the guy starting Jared Joff. He's been good, though, you know. No, he has been, I think he's like. QB5, maybe. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, uh, but that was, these are all small-time trades. We don't need to spend too much time on them, but there, there's a couple more. So, uh, Pat and you. I actually – so, I actually think that this was a bad – I mean, it's Pat needs a running back, but, like, I think he could have gotten more for Amari Cooper than Robinson. I'm not, like, Robinson's biggest fan. Um I just don't understand how Pat is getting a worse pick in this trade. Like, kind of voodoo did you do? Like, I think it's a great value for you. I don't know that it made as much sense for your team in the sense that, like, I think you needed the running back maybe more. Uh, yeah. But but I think you got the better end of the deal. Yeah, I mean, so, like, it was uh, Brian Robinson and a seventh next year for Amari Cooper and a fifth next year. Uh, mm-hmm. My thought process was – Simple, right? Pat needs a running back. Um, I don't really have many running backs, but I liked these. When he brought up Amari, I was like, "This is the first time where I feel like I'm going to get somebody good for Brian Robinson instead of dealing with everybody's shitty offers because they think that they can just get him for nothing." Yeah. Uh, and the pick swap, I initially offered something more with two pick swaps, and he was like, "Why don't we just, you know." tone this down a little bit. I was like, all right, that's fine. It's like my biggest thing was I think Brian Robinson, although he's had a couple of rough weeks, I think he actually has some potential keeper value. And Amari hasn't been kept in like three years and he's fine. So like that was that was it. That was that was a difference for me. And I know I knew Pat was in a tough spot with a running back. So um, still is he's still still starting camp. Um but yeah I mean I think you nailed it, right? Like, it's just good value. Um, yeah. Now I have, like, seven wide receivers that I could start on any week, which is kind of obnoxious. Um, but I'm yeah. just trying to buy – I'm just trying to buy time until a comes back. And I You're think – You're going to have to drop Robinson, though. 
so that you can pick up another running back. Because in two weeks, you're going to have Javante and Jaleel on by, and then the week after that, you're going to have Jeff Wilson and AJ on by. Uh, yeah, I kind of I went through that earlier, and I was just like, yeah, fuck. I wanted to like keep Richardson on my team for any sort of like weird offseason shit that might come up, or like he could um you know he's having a great camp or he's healthy and everybody's excited about him because and I could keep him and trade other pieces for to get picks and I still might do that like I might just drop someone else you uh, drop straight or like maybe yeah no I was like maybe do an IR swap but I can't do an IR swap because Richardson ain't coming back yeah <laughs> so but I mean yeah my running back situation is pretty tight after that trade so that's why i made the next one right um yeah you got jeff wilson uh and a 24 fifth this upcoming draft for a 24 third it's it's fine like it's you didn't give up much you got jeff wilson who at least can hopefully be maybe startable until hn comes back um as like a rb3 maybe upside to be an rb2 guy um, which you know, ideally your receivers would carry you through until HN's back, and then maybe in week eleven or twelve, whenever he's coming back, eleven, yeah, or upside from your running back position. Um, so I, I think it's a good like another low cost move to sort of fill in the gaps for for three or four weeks. Yeah, and I mean, look, um, so, like Ahmed scored a touchdown and had like double digit fantasy points last week. And he only had like eight touches, but he's a part of this Miami offense. And like Jeff Wilson, when he plays, is good. Jeff Wilson's good in this offense. And this offense, I think the scheme is what he's and what he's good at. But like this offense is just so damn good. And like Raheem Mostert looks like the best running back in the fucking league. And Devon Achan, when he was healthy, looked like the best running back in the league. You know, so like there's the holes are huge. Wilson is good. He can catch passes. I mean, I think McDaniel trusts him. And we could be in a situation where, oh, shocker, Raheem Mostert gets hurt. And I've got Wilson and Achan both healthy. And yeah. It's like low cost. I know I gave up a third, but whatever. Um, pick swap for Wilson. So we'll see. It's I'm tiny, tiny little minion trades, but I think that's all I can do right now. Makes sense. But until but, HN gets healthier, and if you wanted to try to deal him, no one's really going to do it at this particular moment. So I don't, I don't fucking want to trade HN. Like Phil tried to inquire about him today, and I was like, I want to be clear from a keeper perspective, I would rather have him over Garrett Wilson. And it's a little and crazy. <laughs> he called me crazy, and I said, I know it's crazy, but like HN's the number six running back right now, and he's played in four games and one of those games he had two points yeah and, and he's 21 so like i don't know i'm super super high on him um maybe i would trade him in the right situation to help me with some stuff this year and future picks or some combination of that but i've got high hopes for hn he blew me out of the water so i he's literally tyreek hill as a running back so uh, <laughs> super no, he looks good. He looks good, really good. So, uh, it'll be it'll be good to see how he does once he's healthy again. Yeah, and I mean we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, uh, 
offense and their running back situation. So I think a good start to preview these matchups coming up this week is Andy versus Jim um, because this is kind of – I mean, look, Andy's two and four. Jim's five yeah. and – Jim's kind of taking the league by storm right now. He's got mm-hmm. most points. He's, he's running train on people. He's got uh, most points against too. Yeah. So, like, he – it has not been easy. Um, but, like, Andy's team is very good. I mean, he's two and four. But at quarterbacks, you got Herbert and Mahomes. They're playing against yeah. each other. And I think yeah. – it may just be like the last two games or whatever where it really stood out, but I feel like Herbert shows up against Mahomes. And yeah, this might sure. be like a turnaround game for Mahomes because he's QB4, but he's just been super lame. Boring. Yeah, he has been super lame. Yeah, he had 28 and 24 against KC last year. That's good. Um, Yeah, I, I, their defense is tougher than people think, though. Um yeah, like I think the matchup definitely favors Mahomes because the Chargers' deep uh, pass defense is Swiss cheese. Um, it's, it's terrible. But the you know it's obviously they're both very good quarterbacks. Um, but I I would give the edge to Lamar in this situation just based on the matchup. Um, and obviously Mahomes is is still really good. <laughs> You'll give the edge to Labar. Yeah, he he's involved in this matchup. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my matchup at the top there. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do agree on the Mahomes advantage, and then like running backs, it's Saquon and Jerome Ford for Andy yep. and, and Jameer Gibbs. He's got running back in his flex against Josh Jacobs and Mostert. Uh, feel like you got to give the advantage to Jim here with the running backs. Yeah, I mean, having Mostert, like, Jacobs and Barkley is pretty much a wash. Um, Mostert over Ford is is not a wash. Uh, Mostert is considerably better than Ford um, and has been he's number two running back, maybe, uh, Mostert. Number two um, running back and number three overall in our league. Yeah, he's That's... got tons and tons and tons. I think he's got, like, 150 points or something already. Uh, <laughs> insane. <laughs> 153. Insane. Yeah, in six games. So... He's obviously yeah. been super, super good. Um, and then, like, talking about Gibbs, Gibbs is coming back off an injury. There should be no Montgomery. Gibbs has also only practiced in limited fashion the last two days, so ideally he would get a full practice tomorrow. Um, you know, but there's obviously some re-injury risk there too. So uh, I don't know if he's going to truly get the full complement of, of carries that he might otherwise get if he was not coming back from an injury. Um yeah. But, you know, we'll have to see ultimately what, what shakes out there. But I think you probably give him the advantage over Sutton, albeit a very slight advantage. Um, and it's maybe even more of a wash. Like, I know Andy will be appalled by saying that. But the reality is that Gibbs has never scored more than 13 in a single week. So uh, he's averaging probably right around 10, 10 and a half or something. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's that much worse than Cortland Sutton's averaging about the same. So I think it's somewhat close. Yeah, I mean, Sutton's averaging 12 a game. He's got 13, 11 and a half, 19, 12, and then he had two, and then he had 14 and a half. Like, He's actually averaging more than Gibbs. You're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sutton could not be a more lame or boring option, but it's his flex spots, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and for the rest of the pass catchers, you know, like, and he's got Lockett, Pickens, Christian Watson, and Goddard. He does have Jamar Chase on by. Um, yep. And then Jim's got A.J. Brown, Drake London, Curtis Samuel, and Hawkinson. I mean, 
what's going on with the Falcons? All of a sudden, they're throwing the ball to their guys. They're throwing it more. Um, they're throwing it more than they're th- they're just throwing it more. Is really the thing. Um, you know, Pitt scored a touchdown last week. That was a miracle. London had over a hundred yards. Another yeah. minor miracle. Um, but yeah, they're looking. They're looking better. They're 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 really just throwing it more. That's all it really is. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think talking about these matchups, I think you got to give the receivers and the tight end matchup to Jim as well. I think he's got pretty much every matchup this week. Yeah. Uh, it's not huge advantages in some of them. Like obviously the quarterbacks are really close. Um, I think his advantage is really in the running backs. Uh, wide receivers are closer, but I still think it's pretty handily. Like Jim's got AJ Brown with no uh, chase this week. That there, he doesn't and he doesn't have anybody to match that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so and say what you will about Curtis Samuel, but the man is averaging 13 points a week. It's, so it's it's not bad. The Washington offense is weird. Um, it's like what I thought Curtis Samuel was going to be two years ago when he signed with the Commanders. Right. Uh, and I has just, looked – and, like, at points last year, looked like it too. Yeah, and it's also, like, he's not getting a lot of action, right? He's only – he hasn't played over 74% of the snaps in any game. Uh, he's ranged from 62 to 74 and like, yep. at all points. Um, he's at five targets, three targets, four targets, eight, seven, and four. He doesn't really get that many passes, but he's somehow taking advantage of every single one of them. They're all pretty high probability passes, so he catches almost all those targets. So it's like a little different than someone who's getting five targets. And like take Pickens, for instance, he's to getting all his targets 25 yards down the field. He's not going to yeah. catch nearly as many as Curtis Samuel is, right? So yeah. it's sort of like the he's like the reverse Pickens. Oof. That's, <laughs> that's tough on George. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do think George will have some big games, and I think Curtis Samuel's going to regress a little bit. Um, I don't like the target share. I don't think um, he can consistently get in the end zone. I also didn't think Jahan Dotson was going to consistently get in the end zone last year, but he continued to do that stuff. Um, I, I think Curtis Samuel's going to teeter off a little bit. but Yeah, I mean, I think for me the thing is he only has two touchdowns. And he's not really doing anything particularly special. Otherwise, he's just getting five catches for 50 yards. You know what I mean? Maybe he scores a touchdown one week. That's fine. You can start him as your wide receiver three. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so we're kind of in consensus here. We both think Jim's going to win? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got the odds. Um, I think everything everything suggests it. Uh, Andy thinks he's going to uh, have a bad a down week because he's been so hot lately. But sort of see, see you know, Jim's team – doing a little bit of like what Mike did last year at this point. I mean, they're just, he's got guys who are just scoring in so many different positions in lots. So, um, and it's not like, Jim's weak guys, and it's not like Jim's guys have tough matchups. Like we touched no, on guys- Mahomes against the chargers, Jacobs against the bears, most against the Eagles. Um, theoretically, it's going to be a very high scoring game. Right. Uh, right. In that same game, AJ Brown, they're going to have to right. throw uh, Drake London against the Bucks. That's that's a little tough. A tougher matchup, for uh, sure. Curtis Samuel against the Giants. Those division okay. games are always tough, though. Like they that's true. cannot they cannot be understated. Um, and the Giants looked good on defense last week, so maybe that's a sign of things to come. Um, but I I mean, look, he's projected for nine points. I wouldn't be surprised if he got eleven. Um, yeah. And then Hawkinson against the Niners. I just have no idea what to make of tight ends, like. I just, I don't like that. That's theoretically a very hard matchup. Um, you would think, um, but 
Hawkins is another guy who just like he's gonna get you five catches for fifty yards or whatever, and like maybe he'll score a touchdown, right? And then your week's made. Because like at the tight end, if you get to ten points, you basically are in the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only been over eleven once, and it was twenty five. Tight end three. <laughs> yeah, but like I talk about targets all the time and touches and whatnot, but like. We just talked about Curtis Samuel not getting many target targets. Talk, uh, Hawkinson is the opposite. 9, 8, 11, 3. I don't know what happened in that game. And then 8 and 8. Like He's yeah. probably the best option to have at touch. Oh, they blew Carolina out, I think. Outside of Kelsey. I think uh, that's what happened in that game. He only had three targets. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great usage. And he had 60 yards, 70 yards, 50 yards, 50 yards. He's got two scores, so. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, one of the top three guys you want. Yeah. I'm thinking there might be a TJ Hawkinson blowout game this week. I think he might drop like 25, 30 points because um, yeah. he does that. That would be so unlucky for Drew. <laughs> the most unlucky guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> I think prediction-wise, Jim's going to score 155 and Andy's going to score like 138. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to take Andy this week. Nice. Let's go. I think it's going to, I think Andy's going to have a nice little blow up week. Uh, Watson, I think, might have a big game against Denver. Um, I'm kind of regretting it now looking over all these injuries, but uh, I'm still going to take him. I want to say it's going to be 147 to 141. (laughs) He's picking the upset. I love it. That would shake up the league even more than it already is. Like, you would just increase the steaming pile of hot poop well, that everybody's in. It's interesting because, like, Andy would be 2-5 and five if he loses this week. Yeah. And potentially in some deep doo-doo because any, basically anybody, any way you slice it, the playoffs is going to be 4-3 and three this week, no matter who it is. Somebody, the last place person is probably going to. So then he's two back with a lot of people in between. So yeah. now you get to some decisions. It's like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. How fast you, you get, get to five, five losses. Five losses dictates. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And it, him and Tim will, will counter that right now and be like, like you said, I'm only two games out of the playoffs. Um, and Andy's team has good players. So like he could easily turn this thing around and convince himself that I'm two and five, I have hope. But if he yeah. goes to two and six, he's fucked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think Andy has a better chance to come out of the this hole than Tim. I think Tim might actually be three and three though. Tim is two and four. Oh no, he's two and four. Yeah, I think Andy's got a better shot than Tim. Of course, Andy doesn't have to play. Or Tim doesn't have to play Jim this week. Um, but I did not realize. Oh, I forgot that I play Andy next week. So if Andy's two and five, I have a chance to like quote unquote ruin his season. So I'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, you go two and six, it's over. Yeah, there's yeah. no question about that. <laughs> uh, let's keep going here. The next one on my end is uh, Chris versus Mike List. This is interesting. Chris uh, versus Chris... Pat. No, am I? Oh, am I in the wrong week? I, am. I believe so. I'll be hanging on one second. Be right back. Hello.
Is it me you're looking for? I don't know the other words. Ryan is gone. And my medicine is kicking in. And I can't play any music. My computer sucks. Andy has a small wrench. <laughs> nah. Welcome back. Excellent wrench song. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, so I had it wrong. We got Chris versus Pat this week. Um, which is interesting. Chris is four and two, Pat's three and three. Kind of feel like Pat's been on the ropes. He's not starting very good players. Uh, no. But he is projected to win because Chris is kind of hitting a very difficult part in his season. Uh, mm -hmm. Quarterbacks are this. I don't want to talk about these guys. It's Russell <laughs> versus Desmond Ritter. Like Desmond Ritter is projected for 14 points. I don't know how Pat's starting with a straight face. <laughs> Like there's so many other guys on waivers I would start before I started Desmond Ritter, but I guess I guess like he's been good lately. He's got thirty and and twenty the last two weeks. Um, he's got twenty four another week, but he's got eight eight and ten those other weeks. So I try I tend to think this might be more of an eight week than than a twenty week, but who knows? And I I like the Bucks defense. Yeah, so. they're not bad. Other than that, I I'm pleading the fifth on these two. I don't give a shit about. Them. Yeah, it's a pretty even shitty matchup. Either of them could get eight. The running backs is also um, kind of gross. An abomination. Chris has Keontae Ingram and Roshan Johnson if Roshan plays. If he doesn't, he's it probably... It doesn't sound like he's going to. I think he mispracticed with the... I don't think he's out of the protocol yet. Yeah, he's not, which just isn't great. Uh, but hey, anything could change, right? Cushions are weird. He's missed one game. It's typically the... Uh, what, average games seven. missed you know you miss yeah. a game it's typically seven something days but it's troubling that it's been like 12 i was gonna days. say but typically you're back by now practicing at least yeah. so that, that's troubling if if he doesn't play then it's kind of gain well in keontae ingram versus <laughs> ryan robinson and cam Akers. Uh, <laughs> as bad as keontae oh. ingram and kenneth gainwell would be they would be combined projected for about the same as Ryan 14 15 points and cam Akers. and they're projected for 14 points so yeah um pat gross. continuing to roll cam Akers out there is something he's he's just dedicated to his guy the, i mean i know he doesn't uh, have any other choices this week but like cam Akers should be on the waiver wire <laughs> i know you know like cam Akers <laughs> was traded for and he was supposed to be like eased in and instead, it's been like, hey, play 20, 30% of the snaps, and then play 15, because you're terrible. And <laughs> exactly. Now we're going to cut you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, God. And yeah, I'm a little butthurt that Labar and I bet on him falling into the end zone twice last week, and it didn't work out. So I can't believe it. <laughs> um, wide receivers is typically um, a strength for Chris, and it's been a strength all year for for pat um but injuries by weeks whatever chris has got downs tyreek to tutu atwell um 
is it Jaden Reed? Yeah, Jaden Reed and then Mark Andrews. So, like, the pass catchers overall is still okay. He's got some boom guys in Tyreek and Andrews. Um, you guys know how I feel about Josh Downs. So, he had 13, 13 points last week. week. <laughs> uh, Below his 14 to 16 average. Yep, that's – hey, I that's lowered a week. <laughs> I lowered it after you called me off for making a ridiculous statement. So, uh, thank you. Um, I don't know what to make about Tutu Atwell. I dropped him in Cleveland's another... a tough defense, though, for him this week, Downs. That's true. But it could be the perfect game for him to get a ton of catches that mean nothing. Uh, Possibly. Atwell, yeah. 7.4, 8.94 the last three weeks. Now that Cooper's back, he's worthless. Yeah. He should be on the too. Because he's playing 90% of the snaps, too, and they're just not throwing it to him. Yeah. Uh, but, again, he was wide open a couple weeks ago, and if Stafford hits that, then it might look totally different. And... Right, he can always get a long touchdown. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but for, for Pat, you know, Jordan Addison, Chris Olave, Debo, Evan Ingram, and Cooper Cup, uh, you know, I think, what, you give Tyreek and Cup a wash. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a slight edge to Tyreek, but I mean, Cup's been back for two weeks and he's been a stud. So, wash. yeah, I, I think it's a wash too. And then, you know, the rest of them, like obviously Andrews, you want over Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram's playing right now. It's halfway through the third quarter and he's got eight points, four for 42. Yeah. Not bad for a tight end. Um, yeah. Gets a couple more catches, he'll be in business. Olave. Ooh, just Who just scored? I don't know. I see a commercial. A lot a Luokan. Oh no. Who, it might have been a pick six. It was. <laughs> Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr. Good thing Tim didn't start him. Yeah, I know. Smart move, Tim. Dropped him too. Uh yeah. so I mean look, this is not a fun matchup. But Pat's wide receivers are very good. And yeah. Pat's got Bill's defense against the Pats, so I think I'm going to pick Pat to win one fourteen to one eleven. Ones are wild. I think the one, the, yeah, I think the one caveat is I don't think Debo Samuel's actually going to play this week. Um, Pat may end up taking a zero for him if he doesn't take him out of his lineup and replace him with someone who's going to play. Of course, you can always drop Prescott at the last minute, which you'll probably do. So, um, oh, he's got an empty bench spot. Never mind, he can pick up anyone. Crisis averted. You won't yeah. take. You still might take a zero. We'll have to see. Um, hey, he, he's way ahead of you, man. Keep yeah. that bench spot up for flexibility. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do think Chris's team is going to be particularly horrible this week. Um, so, I, I honestly, I think I'm going to take Pat like 109 to 97. There you go. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, next is a. This is an interesting one. This is where I yeah, Liz versus Kareem. Um, go ahead and you take the lead on this. Sorry. Okay. So we've got Lamar versus Purdy. Um, Kareem's Purdy screwed there. Um, definitely advantage Lamar. Uh, Pacheco, Etienne, and good lord, Barrios. Um, we'll leave the flexes till later. Yeah. <laughs> Pacheco and Etienne against Swift and Kamara. It's a pretty even matchup. I mean, Kamara's got 16.5 right now. Etienne's got 20.5. He scored two more touchdowns. Um, like Ken oh. Walker, he's a goal line back. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Swift and Pacheco should be pretty even. I, I think this is somewhat of a wash, maybe. Uh, no, I think it's a wash running back-wise. 
Um, what do you think there? I agree. I mean, Pacheco versus Swift, ETN versus Kamara. I really like ETN and Pacheco, so like I might give him like a little edge there. Um, but admittedly, I didn't realize Kamara was just gonna be a slot receiver and a running back. Like he used to be, you know, like where was this last year when I traded for you, man? What the fuck? Um, so yeah, I, I'm cool with the wash there. That makes sense. Then we've got Waddle, Ridley, Nakua versus Dobbs, Pittman, and ODB. Good God. Um, Oops. This is team five and two. Is he five and two? Four and two. Um, Might be five and two soon. Yeah. You know, Waddle is the best receiver there, but he could very well be. Nakua, who ends up with more. Um, either way, I think Kareem has the advantage receiver-wise. Ridley does have one and a half at the moment, and doesn't look like they're going to be throwing a ton more the rest of the game, but we'll, we'll have to see. So confusing, Calvin Ridley. Like, he started off so good. I was like, oh, my God, why did I ever trade him? What was yeah. I thinking? And since then, he's had five, seven, 11, and he had a good game, and he had six, and now he's got one and a half. So, ah. yeah. He's still he's, really good. He's good, but he's he's just a wide receiver like borderline two three, not a wide receiver borderline one two, which is kind of what everyone thought he was going to be. That's hundred percent what I thought he was going to be. He's he's literally his stat lines look like George Pickett's. George. <laughs> oh, and off goes Kamara. Oh. They got him. But so, you know. I do think Cream still has the advantage wide receiver wise. Johnny Smith against David and Joku. Uh, I mean, whatever. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Moss. This is another whatever. Zach Moss versus Braxton Barrios. Honestly, you got to give the edge to Kareem just because Moss has been really good. But they're playing Cleveland this week. Theoretically, JT's going to take over even more. I mean, both these guys could score five. Yeah, I mean, Zach Moss went from eighty percent snaps. When Taylor first came back to fifty last week, um, yeah. So we might just see fifty fifty again this week. And could be. It very well could be. Yeah, but either way, the matchup is tough. So yeah, yeah. We'll I don't see. Points. Uh, overall, I think I've got uh, Kareem one twenty one to list one seventeen. All right. I want to pick Kareem. But there's just something about Mike's team. And yeah, we'll see. I think I think Mike's gonna win um one thirty-four to one twenty-eight. Okay. And if Mike wins, now Kareem's two and five. Exactly. And things are getting wonky. And then I'll be a little bummed out that I traded that first round pick. But I can't because QJ sucks. Anyway. <laughs> uh, next one here, we've got Max versus Decidus. Uh, Max is one and five. Stasitis is three and three. You know, Max been talking a lot of shit about Staz and made fun of him for the uh, Devontae Adams and Austin Eckler trade, which maybe he was right to do that, or maybe Mike's got a pretty decent team. Uh, either way, Mike's projected to win by about 30-something points. So, I mean, Mike's got Josh Allen, Max's got Geno. And take Josh Allen over everyone. So that one's easy. Yep. Um, running backs. Brees is on a bye for Max, but he's got, I mean, Latavius Murray and Jonathan Taylor. We just touched on him. I think 
12 to 18 points is probably a fair projection for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's got a high floor moving forward, and I think he's going to continue to get better, whether it's this week where he's going to be one at one of those performances where he like, gives Max a chance for an upset. Who knows? Uh, but that's first James Cook and Gus Edwards. It's a wash. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like think normally it. I would give the advantage to Max, but it's just so hard to tell what they're going to do with Taylor this week that I think it's going to be a wash. Um, I do think, like, you know, if Murray gets a short touchdown and Cook doesn't score, then obviously it's going to flip, but you can't really count on that occurring. Um, mm-hmm. Although they are playing the Pats, so they could win by a million. They, yep. 50 to nothing. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Metcalf now. Metcalf missed practice again today. So he's two straight days missed. Um, Should we be worried about him? Uh, I mean, he gave up on routes last week. He's kind of a little bit of a head case. Still yeah. had seventy yards and four catches. He's got nine targets though. That's his most of the season. Um, yeah. he's got he's got uh, you know, I think like almost four hundred yards receiving, three hundred and fifty yards receiving. So, I mean, that's pretty good for where we're at in the season. I think that there's going to be more touchdowns to come. But I think the thing is that their Seahawks are just better this year than they've been in a little while. They're just not throwing it as much. Yeah, and based on Pete Carroll's uh, comments, I think, today, they are going to continue to utilize JSN. I think um, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the next couple of weeks. Uh I don't know if I'm going to put too much on DK being questionable. Uh, Lockett is also questionable. I do think he'll play, but Lockett's at least practice limited. But I, I yeah. still think Metcalf will play either way. Yeah. And I mean, him. regardless of whether or not DK plays, let's say he doesn't. It's worst case scenario. Like Staz can just throw in Gadarius Tony, which will be as good wow. as anyone Matt has to offer. Yeah, because <laughs> Mike's got DK Amon Ra. And Devontae Smith and Jacoby Myers. Yeah. That's a very, very good core. And I know Devontae's had a rough go at it. Um, and Jacoby's kind of been overperforming a little bit, and they have a quarterback issue there. Um, but we'll see. I They're also think playing good Chicago, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that, on the flip side, Max has got Ken or, yeah, Bourne. Michael Wilson, Rishi Rice, and Josh Reynolds. So Mike's got the advantage there. Uh, yeah. I think it's super fun to call an upset for Max each week and root for it because it was just, it's just fun. Right. But I don't think it's happening. I think Mike's going to move to four and three. And yep. uh, I think it's going to be pretty close to what this projection is. But I'm going to say 136 to, to 89. I'm going to say 124 to 93. There we go. All right, let's do – let's go up a little bit. Let's do Battle of the Ryans, our special Battle. Let's do Brendan last week. and then we'll do you and I last. Oh, come on. I wanted to throw you a curveball there. Mm, All right, me, fine. We'll do the Battle of the Ryans. Oh, no, Labar got more points. Michael Thomas got a catch. Disaster. Michael Thomas. But <laughs> he's had one catch for eight yards. All right, <laughs> let's let's do this one. So both of you guys are named 
Ryan. Both of you guys are three and three. And that's all I have for what you guys have in common. Um, I have more hair than him. Yeah, but his is crazier, so he gets the advantage. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna have to work on my crazy game. His hair goes. His hair's out of control. Bar, <laughs> don't ever cut your hair unless you trim it. Unless you prune it. Just we need so a that we need a John low. Howard Labar hair battle. Quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> You got Jared Goff. He's got Tua. Advantage Labar. Yeah, Tua sweet. Um, I all right. So for context, Fournier bailed on me tonight. Forgot about the pod, and then like twenty minutes later, it was like, "Oh shit, I was hanging out with my sister. I'm so sorry." Blah blah blah. That's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> I made eighty percent of that up. Um, but while I was sitting here, I would watch this 11 minute video of Mike McDaniel, like NFL films behind oh, the scenes type of stuff. Dude, he's my favorite person in the NFL. And the fact that he's the Miami Dolphins coach is such a bummer, but I don't even care. The dude's hilarious. He's awesome. Did you see the thing from this week that came out on Twitter that was like he was getting introduced to the refs? And he's like, oh, those are strong handshakes with eye contact. Thank you for showing me respect. I'll do the yeah. same. He's yeah. the best. <laughs> Dude, he's hilarious. Um, he's had some. Sh- he's made some mistakes too, which is which is kind of interesting to hear about. Um, but yeah, so we could talk about him all night if I wanted to. So anyway, Austin. We we'll do a separate pod on McDaniel. Yeah, and then we got to get him on as a guest. That's my goal, ultimate goal. Uh, oh. Running backs, you've got a big advantage. You've got Austin Eckler and Kenneth Walker. Labar's got Aaron Jones and yeah. Madison, if Jones plays. I think he will. So, I know. Jones has been limited. To, at, coming out of the bye, two limited practices in a row. If he doesn't practice in full tomorrow, it's going to be like, they just signed James Robinson. There's some concerns there. Yeah. And, like, yeah. There's no other way to say it because yeah. there are concerns there. We'll uh, see what happens tomorrow practice-wise, but. Yeah, I think I think this impacts our matchup in a big way, though, because I'm starting Dylan. (laughs) Yes, that sucks. Dylan's terrible. Uh, (laughs) I've flipped on you. Wait till you see me starting QJ. I've flipped on you, AJ. I gave you time. I had the faith, and then I watched you play more and more, and I realized you just don't have it. So now that I've thrown you stick. Now I've thrown that out into the universe. Have a day, AJ. Have a day. Uh anyways, wide receivers. Years are still good. You've got Ayuk, Devontae, and then effectively nobody. Yeah, but I'm hope I'm just hoping if Mike Thomas finishes 1.8 that we can beat that. You definitely could. Um it's certainly possible. (laughs) <laughs> and I did see a little clip on Twitter today of like uh, QJ's ability to get off the line with a quick one-two step and like his burst. So like he's he's got some skill set. We'll see what happens. Um, all jokes aside, I wouldn't give up on him yet. Um, no, I mean I think from from the QJ like if you watched the game last week, he he didn't get the ball at all. He got the ball twice. Um, yeah. But like the reality was that oh that was a huge hit. Uh, the reality was that they um, – you probably already saw it like seven and a half minutes ago. Um, I ain't watching. They, uh, the reality is that 
they basically Herbert was kind of running for his life the whole game last week. Um, and he, he didn't really like he either threw it to Keenan or Palmer, uh, who as a first read, and then that was it, or he threw it away <laughs> or to the other team. So I, I think that I think that he's got a lot of work to do, but I, I still, I mean, I like QJ a lot. Obviously, I traded Kareem a 25 second for him, um, right. which is like it's like a it's like the problem is like you offer a third, they're not going to do that. And like I kind of thought, I'd rather have him on my team if he blows up this week, whereas then he's worth the first again. You know what I mean? So it's like a, obviously that didn't work out. He got zero, so maybe I could have gotten him for a third after that week. But um, I still don't see why you anyone would sell him for a third when like the plan is for him in the future, not necessarily for right now. Yeah, and Kareem was consistent. I was just I text him one day being like, interested in your values on these three guys or whatever. One of them was QJ. He was like, I've been offered a third and said no, so anything better will do it. And I was like, I wouldn't do that. So, good. But, like, I get why someone would. Uh, especially when you have... I had three seconds next year as well, and I think I gave him fills or yeah. something, so... Uh... You, got, you got picks to blow, man. Picks to blow. Send one my way. Let's blow it on <laughs> over. And we'll do some For some more. Um, but I think, I think that like right now we've got Kirk with 7.6 and Thomas with 1.8 going into the fourth quarter. I think you're probably still giving me the edge in wide receivers with those numbers out there. We'll see what happens in the fourth, but, um, like Ayuk and Adams can both blow up. Beer's about to die. Oh, okay. I was like, ready to go. I agree, Ryan. You have the advantage at receivers. Let's move I, on to tight I concur. <laughs> uh, so for tight ends, we've got Stinky Pitts, who's hot lately, much like Lava is hot, and Sammy Laporta. Good one. Sammy, but he's obviously pretty hot as well, although he looks like he's still banged up. Let me see what they're saying here. Uh, he's limited again. The calf injury, notoriously fickle. Um yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I think that you probably give the advantage to Labar just because of how much better Laporte has been. Um, but Pitts does seem to be coming around. Yeah, he does. I'm not sold though. I'm even, I'm giving the advantage to Labar. That being said, I think you're gonna win one thirty to one ten. So all right, that's kind of like what we're currently projected for. Um, I'm gonna say the same. I think I think it's gonna be. I think I'm gonna have a few guys have some good weeks this week. Um, and with Labar currently having some guys having some bad weeks, uh, I think that's that gives me the edge. So I think I'm going to say like 137 to 117. Yeah, you might actually – you might be like a sleeper candidate for like 180 points this week. Just throwing that out there. Well, I've got some guys who have just underperformed a little bit, but I've also got some guys with really good matchups. So um, like Adams has been – bitching all week so he's gonna be force fed by o'connell on su- on sunday <laughs> better be better be um all right we'll, we'll go to me versus phil and then we'll wrap it up with our last matchup here um take us down this road who do you think is gonna win this one sam howell versus the giants against jalen hurts versus miami i think we got the advantage for hurts I uh, if the giants can put together enough points Howell could have a really good game in terms of garbage time, but it's not the ideal team to face uh, in a garbage time setting um, since the Giants blow. Jeff Wilson 
apparently still on IR. I'm imagining they're going to activate him. Um, it would probably, suck if they didn't. Yeah, probably going to be eased in a little bit. Uh, either way, I think we're going to give the advantage to Bijan, who has been good, but not Bijan. Bijan. Good, Bijan. but not great. Um, so, I, I, a tough front in Tampa Bay. We'll see how they get used, but obviously Bijan over uh, Jeff. Uh, Javante versus Ramondre, maybe the saddest matchup of formerly good players ever. <laughs> um, they both blow donkey dicks and could easily each score five. Um, no, I mean, Ramondre is probably a slight edge just because I think he might get a little bit more work than Javante, but it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Advantage, Phil. Advantage, Phil, in the running back category. And then we've got Darius Slayton, who is being flying around the league in all these trade offers. Uh, many people are interested in him, so don't give up, Phil. Um, after not putting waiver claims in for him. Yeah, after after the Sky Moore offers, we're on to the, the, the Darius Slayton offers. Um, and then we've got Rashid Shahid with 5.5 right now. Not ideal, but they're losing. Oh, they just got a touchdown. Hey, so they're so- losing by a touchdown in the fourth. Uh, so there's some hope that he might catch a bomb. McLaurin um, is fine, but that's the best word I'll use to describe him. Um, then we've got – you obviously have the advantage here in wide receivers. Cooper, Diggs, Godwin. Uh, and then going to the flexes, Marquise Brown against Jalen Warren. Uh, I think you have the matchup, the advantage in every single one of those matchups, and some of them are quite large. Uh, maybe even enough to make up for what is – the deficiencies in QB and and right. running back. It's kind of the QB running back versus wide receivers matchup. Obviously, he's got Kelsey as well over Komet, which is a big advantage, and maybe what ends up turning the tide of, of this matchup. Uh, Komet had two and 2.9 last week, but he's been known to have a couple touchdown games, so we'll see if uh, this well, – who's the fucking guy that's playing? Tyson Beckford or some shit? Braxford? Badgie. Yeah. Yes. Um, like I said to you guys the other day, I told Jacqueline's grandpa, I pay attention to sports, man. I feel like I know things, and I have no fucking clue who this guy right? is. It's true. I know. I saw that, and I was like, who? Who the fuck is that? Every once in a while. It doesn't happen a lot, especially with football. Cause, you know, you watch Red Zone and stuff, and like we're, we're yeah. doing the pop. We're obviously very involved in fantasy and the NFL just in general. Um, so it's like it's very rare when I see somebody who – it could be any – it could be a fullback. I still have heard of them before. Um, yeah. So it's very rare. And that was like, wow, this guy plays quarterback. And I don't even know who he is. <laughs> okay, babes. So I think my prediction for this matchup uh, really just comes down to James's ownership over Phil. I think Phil's gotten a little bit of the better of him lately, but I still think that just this is just like James wills it to victory. I think we're going to see Phil's team put up a little bit of a stinker, say 136 to, to 119. Nice. Yeah, when reason defies logic, you go with reason or logic, whichever one. I'm going to upset him. It's going to be 140 <laughs> to 136. Don't ask me where I'm getting 140 points from, but it's happening. All right. Uh, our last matchup here is uh, a battle of two and fours. Maybe a battle a huge for matchup. the season. Yep. Um, we've got Brendan, Sister Christian. Projected for 114. Versus Zay No More. Tim McDonald. Projected for 111. It's going to be a barn burger. 
Go, a lot worse than that. <laughs> yes, another just ugh, ugly matchups this week. Injuries and buys are just this is a tough spot. Uh, Brendan has Kirk Cousins. Tim has Jordan Love. Um, I don't didn't actually think I'd say this this year, but you got to go Jordan Love. Yeah, Cousins has struggled lately. No Jefferson, obviously, anymore, which is a huge loss. And they're playing San Francisco. So, um, I do think you got to give. Yeah, and I do think you have to give the advantage to Love for that reason. They're also playing Denver. Like, Love blows, but anybody can do anything against Denver. Um, So, yeah, advantage, advantage, Tim. Not a huge advantage, but an advantage. Yeah, Love Love is still QB1 in our league. He's QB14, and he's at his bye. So yeah, yeah that's we'll true. I'm interested to see what he does. Um but running backs, Tim's got Rashad White and Kareem Hunt, and Brendan has McCaffrey and Najee Harris. Um Najee Harris is the worst running back in this matchup. And he does blow five, six, eight, six, and thirteen. Oof. Yeah, and Brendan is also starting Dante Foreman. So after he's wide receiver, that, he's running back forty five. I guess they did have their buy, but still. Yeah, Najee's terrible. I I might drop him in another league. How are they projecting him for twelve? Like, what the fuck is Sleeper doing? This Name is like when they project is... Javante for thirteen. It's like, well, as high as eleven on the year. Sure, thirteen. Don't talk <laughs> about Javante like that, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> He's, so I he's agree there for Najee his family. Najee Brooks. <laughs> uh, but he is getting over 15 touches. So like eventually he'll stumble into the end zone. Exactly. And then they can be like, see, that's why we projected you for 12. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, McCaffrey... my my bigger okay. thing is is McCaffrey gonna play? Yeah. Because I don't think he is. Yeah. Might not. They were a little cagey. Like, early in the week, we found out that Debo was probably going to miss this week, but likely going to be fine for next week. We found out that Trent Williams was probably going to miss this week, but likely to be fine for next week. And they, like, didn't know what was going on with McCaffrey, and now they're like, oh, he's day-to-day. We got good news, but they waited, like, three days. I think it's a little bit worse than they're letting on, personally. No, nothing really to back it up. It's more just a gut feeling. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to read between the lines, and it makes sense. Um, I just... It just makes sense for them not to play him. And also yeah, the cake game against Minnesota. Yeah, but also like it does theoretically make sense for them to not play Williams or Debo as well. And if you don't play all these guys, then all of a sudden like it's not a cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not easy anymore. Jordan fucking yeah. Mason and McLeod or whoever these guys are, and like team just has to shut down. That's when we have the Ayuk the- show. <laughs> Yeah, but if Brennan loses McCaffrey, I mean, his chances of winning the matchup plump. I mean, not necessarily, right? Because um, if Mason or Mitchell are said to be like getting the lead lead carries or most rushes for the game, like if some report comes out that makes it easier for him to decide to decide between Mitchell and Mason, then he's not getting McCaffrey but he's going to get someone who could probably score some points and be an RB2. That's possibly if he chooses right, if he's able to, you know, if it, you know, works out correctly, I agree, but you could easily just pick the wrong guy. Right. <laughs> and like hundred percent. And like, which one do you choose? 
the one who's been playing good and looking great for the past couple of weeks or the one who's like finally back from an injury who was the guy before his injury. Exactly. Like the backup. He'll probably get hurt again. Yeah. So all that said, we McCaffrey's in the lineup. He's projected for 24. Presently, the, the edge goes to Brendan. Yeah. Uh, so like we'll just go on the assumption. I, I think, and I think worst case first. scenario, it's like a wash, right? It's either edge Brendan or a wash for Brendan. Agreed. And then Brendan, the wide receiver, he's got Keenan Allen, KJ Osborne, and Gabe Davis. And then Musgrave at tight end. And <clears throat> Tim has DJ Moore, Zay Flowers, Jerry Judy, and Waller. I initially thought I was going to say Brendan will get the edge without really thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, it, it just comes down to DJ Moore. Like if DJ Moore scores. 30 points or more, then okay, Tim's got the advantage. But outside of that, like DJ's been kind of like averaging 14 points. So Vegas has a tip pretty tough pass defense. I think anybody who watches any Bears game, especially with Badgett starting, not having a real running back, um, like you're just going to put three guys on DJ Moore, let anybody try to beat you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see how DJ Moore can have like a super great game. Um but Badge man. Like Keenan Allen's by far the best wide receiver in this matchup. That's like that's the real thing. Um that's where Brendan maybe gets the edge. Cause other than that, we've got like Judy versus Gabe Davis. Like I know Judy's like a bigger name, but uh I think it's just as likely that Gabe Davis outscores him. Yeah. Judy's not good. I mean like no, he's 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 a good player. But he's, he's fine. Not good. He's not good in he's fantasy. He's not like super good. He's not a good fantasy. Exactly. Uh, Zay's Zay's probably the second best wide receiver in this matchup. Um, this week, I, like I said, I, DJ Moore is obviously better than Zay. I just think that they're going to put three guys on on um, just shadow basically more. He doesn't have a great quarterback this week, and I just think Chicago may not score. Yeah, it's gonna. It could be. It could be tough. Um, advantage, Brendan. Uh, I'd say let's call it a wash because I think overall Brendan's got like KJ Osborne against San Francisco. Musgrave is not as good as Waller. Um, so like, I think it's, I think it's very close, but. I think Tim's best wide receiver this week is going to be Wandale Robinson. Could be against Washington. Yeah. One, uh, Tim's been a Wandale guy since day one. And I think he <laughs> might end up be right, being right about this. Um, he's looked good. They throw it to him. He catches the majority of his passes, and he looks looks quick. So, yeah, yeah. I think as much as I want to root for Brendan because he's the fucking man. He's probably going to have Deontay Johnson in there though too. I'm just realizing who's currently in his oh. IR. So I actually will have to say probably advantage Brendan. Um, Game changer. Yeah, because he probably will be able to start him, and then he'll he'll swap Osborne to his wide receiver spot, which is like a flex, like which is a wash with Robinson. Um, and then he could always, you know, um, he obviously has to pick up a kicker as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think right. I'm gonna go back, go to advantage Brendan. No, nope. forgot about Deontay. Very yeah. very good point. Uh, advantage Brendan. Things gonna be. 142 to 127. I think we're going to see 127 to 
101. Awesome. So let's before we wrap this up, but let's go through this, right? So uh both Phil and I are four and two. Uh we both projected me to upset Phil. Um so I would be five and two, Phil would be four and three. Then mm-hmm. we both predict predicted you to beat Labar. That would make you four and three, and Labar three and four. Yep. Uh, we projected we split on Jim versus Andy. We touched on him being two and five if he loses. If he wins and he's three and four, he's right there with a team like Labar. And yep. Labar's been in the top like eight all year. Um then we've got Chris versus Pat. Um we both chose Pat, I think. Yep, we did. Yeah. So that'd be four and three and then four and three. Yeah, a lot of four and threes would start piling up here. Yeah, because uh, Staz would be four and three as well after beating Max. And then Mike List versus Kareem. I don't remember who I chose. You chose List and I chose Kareem. Yep, I chose List. So that was nearly uh, a ridiculous catch from Ridley, or maybe it was a ridiculous catch from Ridley. Um no, they called him out. Okay. Uh, if, Mike, if Mike wins, then there's start. There's like a little bit of a gap between people because then there'll be another five and two, and another right. two and five. Um, if List wins, it's another four and three, and then another three and four. So like the the poo piles would start getting pretty big there. Um, if Kareem ends up winning. Uh, but that's then, why I'm saying for the two and four teams, this is a massive week because no matter what, there's going to be yeah. eight. Nine, four, and three teams. So then you're two back of several teams that are already, you know what I mean? You're not even talking about tying them to get into the playoffs. You're talking about having to get ahead of them because there's two teams ahead of that. Yeah. No, this is this is a big week. And you know, the Brendan versus Tim matchup, whichever one loses is going to two and five. And whichever yep. one wins is going to be three and four. And that's gonna be a big difference. And again, it's only week seven, right? Um but 100%. But it's still halfway through the year. That's this is the halfway point. So I mean, out of time. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Jimbo might just run away with it this whole year. It's possible. It's possible. But I mean, what's great about football and fantasy is so much can change week to week, and you know, people get hurt, people break out, other people get hurt and get benefit from it, and. All these different things, like your best player gets hurt, now you have to make a trade to to give up some picks to end that player for a better player. And one of the things that I think is going to be really interesting this year is because it's so tight right now, nobody's really looking to to for next year besides Max, who's pretty much out of players um, that anyone will trade for. But he's got one or two guys maybe. Oh, that was a big hit. Um, ETN, okay, he looks okay. Um but uh, so, you know, it's just like it's been re- it's really hard. Like Phil's been trying to buy people for picks. Part of the problem, Phil's not offering enough picks for people. But also because of the way that it's structured right now, so many people still being in it, you have to offer even more than that if you get want to get someone to sell early on. It's a seller's market this year, unlike it has been in years past where I think it's been a buyer's market. Yeah, that's why another reason why this week is so big, because if a couple guys fall to two and five, then all of a sudden you're going to have two to three people who are like, all right, what do I do here? Right. And that, that. And then next week there'll be at least a couple, the week after that you'd have at least one, maybe two, two and sixes. And then it's definitely tank time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, 
but we are we are running up against it right now. Um, Absolutely. you got one message for the boys. Let them hear it. It's not over till it's over. It's over.